that wake you up? <laughs> yeah, we're in this uh, series emoji, and we've been looking at our emotions, and our emotions are very, very complex, and the fact is they're hard to get a handle on sometimes, and then the emotions of other people, I mean, that's even more difficult to interpret and, and figure out, and so uh, we've been uh, asking the, the question, you know, will your emotions inform your faith or will your faith inform your emotions? You can live either way, but if, if you live where your emotions determine what you think and what you think about then will affect how you feel, it'll affect your attitude, It'll affect your health, your, your body, and ultimately, if you're not careful, it will affect your faith. Or you can live where your faith determines what you think about and what you focus on, which in turn will affect how you feel. It'll affect your body and your mind. The, the choice that you make will determine the direction that you go. And friends, those are two very, very different ways to live. Today's emoji is uh, bitterness. You see it, you, you hear it, you, you can identify that venom uh, in social media, on the news. You can feel it when, when you sit and talk with someone. The, the fact is, the, it will just kind of permeate the conversation. And just so we're on the same page this morning, bitterness is typically the consequence of accumulated anger, sadness, and disappointment. Bitterness is poison. It'll poison your relationships. It will poison your uh, vocation, your recreation, and it can even poison your spiritual life. And the sad reality is that many people are being held hostage by this thing called bitterness. In fact, as I'm speaking, some of you are fully aware that the bitterness in your life has become toxic. You know, it's creating a lot of despair, loneliness, isolation, pain. But if you were honest, you'd go, you know, I've kind of surrendered to the emotion. And so that emotion of bitterness is where you are. And I know you're convinced you can't change. And today I want to tell you you're absolutely wrong. You can change. The Hebrew writer writes this, he says, work at living at peace with everyone and work at living a holy life. For those who are not holy will not see the Lord. Look after each other so that none of you fail to receive the grace of God. Watch out that no poisonous roots of bitterness grow up to trouble you, corrupting many. We're to be on alert because bitterness grows. And I want to look at just two uh, basic biblical thoughts uh, about bitterness. And the first one is this. Bitterness has poisonous roots. 
Bitterness will, will take root in your life if you're not careful. It'll start poisoning you, corrupting your heart, damaging your life. And it happens to many, many, many people, especially these days. How, how does the poisonous roots of bitterness start? Well, it usually starts in the soul of someone that feels they've been wounded. You know, their heart's been wounded. Someone that has been hurt or injured or betrayed or deeply, deeply disappointed about something. And, and instead of handling that pain, and that pain's real, but instead of dealing with it in a biblical way, what, what happens is you absorb the hurt. You start storing it, and the bitterness starts growing. That's what roots do, right? Roots absorb. They grow, and they store. And as a follower of Jesus Christ, Scripture says we're to live a different way, that if someone hurts you, 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 you love them, you forgive them, you, you show grace or mercy or compassion, and I don't want anybody to misunderstand me here. You may need to move on, but you got to let it go. See, love keeps no records of those things that are wrong, that have been done wrong to you. But bitterness keeps detailed records, doesn't it? Every little detail. Oh, so-and-so did this to me. You know, that, that, that company, I mean, they, totally, totally unfair. You, you're not going to believe what happened, and then we tell the story. You, you remember it. You play it over and over and over in your mind. You know, I, I should have said this when it happened. I, I should have done that. You know, if, if I ever see them again, I'm going to fix them. The poisonous roots of bitterness, absorbing the hurt, storing the pain, and it's growing. It's growing. Here, here's the second thing about bitterness is it produces poisonous fruit in your life. You know, the, those roots, as they begin to grow, you begin to exude hatred, anger, frustration, even rage sometimes, and it starts poisoning you. And get this, it poisons your relationships. You know, it, it, like Scripture says, many people have been corrupted by it, and it will begin poisoning the people around you as well. Have you ever noticed that, you, like, you work in an office? One bitter person changed the whole climate of the office. Some of you could name that person right now. You go, ah. The same thing's true at school, on a team. A group of friends. You know, one person's negativity and bitterness and anger can, can destroy the positive atmosphere. See it in families. You know, one bitter family member poison the whole holiday, destroy the trip, can 
just deteriorate the, the unity, the harmony, the, the love just goes out the window. See it with teens a lot. Take a group of great kids, you know, optimistic youth. Drop one bitter, angry, rebellious person in their mix, and suddenly the whole group, they, they just start trending the wrong direction because it's poison. And I think that's one of the, the problems with uh, social media is that what used to be out there somewhere wasn't in your close proximity. Suddenly, it gets pulled regularly in, into your personal sphere. You're reading this stuff all the time. This just bitterness and anger and frustration. And so it's, it's in your personal sphere. And it's not out there anymore. And it messes you up. Messes you up. Again, it starts with the poisonous roots. And I want you to just take a moment, because I know anytime I talk on a topic like this, our, our tendency is to kind of push it out there. But I want you to get a pulse okay, on where you're really at when it comes to this. And so ask yourself, think about your attitude and your mood this past week. Just kind of go through your week and give yourself on a scale 1 to 10, 10, 10 being terrible and 1 being, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm good on this, but how, how positive have you been? And if that average number is low, you're like, well, it's a four, you know, it's a two, it's an eight, you know. Oh, man, I'm really bad, you know. And some of you are going, I'm not sure. Have you sent any angry or frustrated emails or left any voicemails that would be like that? Have you posted anything out of anger? Well, somebody needs to address that. They, they need to know. Have you gotten in verbal conflicts with someone in your personal life or your professional life? You know, ha have you uh, got worked up because you were watching the news? You know, have, have you had an emotional reaction to someone that uh, you're out driving and you're like, so it's just a stranger. It's like, oh, somebody needs to get them, you know, at work, in a store. Have you snapped at anybody this week? See, if you've engaged in any of those behaviors in the past week, maybe you go, well, I kind of got a habit of that. I'm just raising a caution and saying, beware. Bitterness may be taking root in you. What are some of the traits of bitterness? Well, bitter people tend to justify their bitterness. I have a right to be angry. I mean, after what they did to me, after the way I was treated, I'll show them you see, it, it builds, and many times that, that bitterness, that it takes root, and we, and we feel justified in it. Because why? Well, we were a victim of it. 
We have a right to be ticked off. We have a right to, to get even with them. And the fact is, it messes with you. It'll mess you up. The bitter people uh, many times are overcritical. You know, bitterness against someone that, you know, a, a, or a group of people that it will keep you from being able to really look at them objectively. You, you'll pick them apart, no matter what they do. I mean, they could, they could do everything perfect, and you pick them apart because of it. And that, that just critical spirit. You're bitter at someone, and, and you see them. You know, they walked out on stage this morning. <laughs> I'm just saying if you're with me. But, you, but when you see them, you're like, Oh, who do they think they are? Man, they make me sick. People need to know the truth about them. I mean, they're just doing that because they're, they're sucking up to everybody. And that kind of mentality begins to infiltrate your relationships. You, you see it in marriage sometimes. You know, they hurt me. You know, I'm never going to let this go. And then what happens is you start going, well, they can't do anything right. And bitterness holds on. It stores. And what happens is it leads to picking the person apart. People do it all the time. And bitter people, friends, they'll take and very secretly, they celebrate the misfortunes of those that have hurt them. Those that they're bitter against. Finally, <laughs> they got what they had coming. Yay, God, finally, you've evened the score here. And what I always find, it, people can uh, quote scripture in these moments, you know. Yeah. You reap what you sow, baby. Woo, <laughs> yeah. And some of you, you even dance when they go, oh, man, that was so good. They got, oh, their life's terrible now. <laughs> you, ever, you ever had somebody pass you on the highway, maybe cut you off, driving too fast, and then you get about five miles down the road, and they're pulled over by the police? And that's the way, uh-huh, uh-huh, I like it. <laughs> Do a little dance. Now, who's last now, huh? <laughs> hey, you, you secretly celebrate the misfortune of those that you're bitter against or mad at. And we tend to, to take a, as a bitter person and we write off entire groups of people because we've been hurt by one or two people. You know, I know, I know women that have been hurt by a few men and they're angry about it. And what happens is it morphs. I hate all men. Men are bad. And men do the same thing. You know, because a, a gal's cheated on them or something, next thing they, you hear, they're like, you can't trust any women. And, and I see it personally sometimes. I'll, I'll meet someone and invariably it'll come up and go, oh, what do you do for a living? And I'll go, 
I'm a pastor. Oh. I can't even I tell you how many times I've heard that. Oh. Yeah. They've been hurt by a pastor, and I get lumped in. Pastors are bad. You know, one person in a church hurts someone, and the entire church gets written off. Churches are bad. And friends, I'll tell you, if I know someone, if I have a relationship, relationship's always important in conversations, but if I have a relationship with them, I'll try and talk them through that. And usually, uh, there's no reasoning on this one. But I'll, I'll say something like, okay, help me understand. Now, the church you're talking about, there's like 400 people in that church. And most of the people were really nice to you. But one person hurt you. Help me understand this. It led you to write off not only that church... But all churches? See, bitterness leads people down this path. You know, it leads people to write off entire political parties. Oh, they're Democrats. Oh, my goodness, Republicans. Oh, my, they're Christians. Friends, those are the kind of attitudes that not only create division, but they result in racism and sexism, entire groups of people being written off because we've had a bad experience with a few. And bitter people, oftentimes, can't see the bitterness in the mirror. In fact, some of you right now, the whole time I've been talking, you go, oh, I wish so-and-so was here. They really need to hear this. Well, guess what? Someone near you is thinking and hoping that you hear this too. Yeah. I'm just saying. It's interesting to me. We can see bitterness in other people very quickly. But it is much more difficult to see it in ourselves. Very, very difficult. Some of you are struggling with that. Yeah, you see it in them. Not so much in yourself. That, it's the battle that, that we have. You know, try, trying to deal with, with bitterness. It, it's, hard, it's hard to own it, isn't it? I mean, the fact is, very, very difficult for us. And it's a struggle. Any of you struggling with it? I mean, my, my prayer is that you might look inward for a little bit. And just ask God, say, God, show me where. Show me where those poisonous roots of bitterness might, might be growing, you know, to at least consider it. You know, who are you bitter with? Or what are you bitter about? And it could be something small, like, well, I'm, I'm really torqued off uh, about someone at work. They got a promotion. I thought I deserved that promotion. And in fact, everybody knows I'm a much better worker than them. Man, I hope they fail spectacularly. Or, or it could be something more serious. 
I mean, maybe, maybe somebody's been lying about you, spreading rumors, you know, taking shots at you. And so, you know, that's got a level of just pain. You know, nobody wants to have rumors spread about them, do they? Especially when they're rumors, they're not true. And what happens is we, we get frustrated and pretty soon we are oozing with bitterness in our soul. You know, some, some bitterness, if you're honest, maybe it's been growing for years, decades. And it just keeps building and building and building. You know, some of you are bitter at your parents because they just weren't there for you. Or, or maybe you had a parent that was abusive or violent at times or drank too much. Or, you know, maybe, maybe they mistreated your, your other parent. And so you just can't let it go. Maybe you had a parent that showed favoritism. Maybe you're bitter at someone because they took advantage of you. You know, they try, you tried to help them. They, they used you. Maybe they borrowed money from you, and they never paid it back. And, and then you found out they misled you the whole time. Maybe, maybe a trusted friend betrayed you. Oftentimes in, in marriage, bitterness will grow. And it'll grow in the spouse that feels wounded. You know, sometimes, you know, you have something happen, and, and granted, maybe it was horrible, maybe it was really bad. But, but the fact is that then that bitterness just kept growing and growing and growing. And then it just started poisoning everything in the marriage. You couldn't get past it, you know. The, the fact is, it's not only poisoning that relationship, it poisons your children. I see it, the bitterness in divorce, bitterness with an ex. Friends, it's ugly, destructive for everybody that's involved, whether they want to be or not. I mean, it's just, this is, this is deep stuff, and it's difficult because it affects so many people that don't even want to be involved in it, but they are involved in it. I mean, what, what, what kind of bitterness are you dealing with here? The fact is, all of us on some level deal, deal with this. And, and I, I was thinking about all the people I've met through the years that they just got bitterness at God. You know, they prayed, asked God for something. God didn't do it. And it's like, God, if you'd only done what I wanted, things would be so much better. And they're just bitter. They're, they're angry at God because of it. And they can't, can't let it go. You know, it's a, it's a struggle. And it just deteriorates the soul. You know, you've probably met people that are angry at God, haven't you? It's just hard to get through that, that shell, you know. This is what should have happened, but God didn't do it. You know, some, some people are bitter at themselves. You know, if, if only I had seized that opportunity way back then, my life would be so much different now. I mean, how, how stupid could I have been? One mistake, and it cost me all of this. You know, it might be bitter and anger on behalf of someone. And I'll tell you, this one's a little tricky. 
You know, someone hurts your spouse or one of your kids, somebody you really, really love, you can get fired up pretty quick, can't you? Ready to torch them. Ah, how dare them? And you even want to unleash on them, don't you? They're not getting away with this one. I'm going to fix them. See, poison roots of bitterness, and it can grow, and it can really just take over at some point. Again, I'm going to ask you, who are you bitter at? What are you bitter about? you got to acknowledge it and own it. Don't deny it. Don't brush it off. Because the longer, hear this, the longer you allow that bitterness to grow, the more dangerous it becomes and the more poison that'll spread. So how do you kill the roots of bitterness? How do you stop that, that poison from spreading? You're not going to like this answer. You kill the roots of bitterness with forgiveness. Mm. It's the only answer I know. I also understand that's really easy to say, and it's hard to do. And I know some of you have been hurt deeply. And as I say that, you're, you're going, I do not want to forgive. It's the last thing I want to do. Paul writes this. He says, in Ephesians 4, he says, get rid of all bitterness and then he's going to kind of explain to us what happens if we don't. Rage and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. In other words, get, get rid of it all, purge it all. You know, all the roots of bitterness, they, they've got to go. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other. Oh, I don't like that. How am I going to do that? Well, he tells us. Just as Christ, God forgave you. Just as in Christ, God forgave you. For forgiveness is the spiritual version of Roundup. It kills the root. You know, be before I kind of press forward here, I want to make it really clear. I understand there's significant pain in this. You know, that it's not just, oh, well... You know, and, and I know especially if there have been uh, sexual or physical abuse, this is just, it's, it's difficult. And, and here's my prayer, that you might experience the supernatural miracle, that, that God would give you the ability, the power, the, the courage to push against the natural and do the supernatural and forgive. Not for them, for your sake to forgive. To, to just say, okay. But that takes something supernatural. It goes against everything that we can think of. It goes against your natural instinct. But it's the only way you free yourself up. Now, for some of you, today's the day. For others, it's a process. It'll take some time 
And as you start thinking the right things, and we talked about this several weeks, as you start allowing Scripture to inform your mind, it allows you to proceed forward, even though you don't feel like it. I mean, it may be a prayer like, I know I'm supposed to pray for that person, and I know I'm supposed to, to forgive them, but, but God, I, I'm, not, I'm just not there, so okay, God, help them. That's the best I can do. I, I, I just can't say it right now, you know. Or maybe you pray and just go, okay, God, I'm, I'm bitter. I need you to work on my heart so I can forgive. Because today, right now, I'm not there yet. I'm just not there. Here's my point. Move in the right direction. I mean, if it's that much, move in the right direction. You know, we're, we're to forgive others be, just as Christ has forgiven us. And I understand you may be hurt. But when you allow anger to take root, it just poisons everything. The, the poisonous roots continue to grow. And it, it does take you hostage at some point. If you, if you can't forgive, here's what happens. You give that person power in your life. Power to actually hurt you over and over again. And you, you go, well, why is this so important? Friends, so you can stop being poisoned. So, so you can kill the poisonous roots of bitterness. So that you can live the life that God wants you to live. So that you can celebrate and have that abundant life that Jesus Christ promised. You know, you, you need motivation. Well, Jesus said this about forgiveness. He said in Matthew 8, the 14th chapter, he says, For if you forgive others when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others of their sins, wow, I have a hard time even reading that. Your Father will not forgive your sins. I'm going to ask one more time. Who are you bitter against? What are you bitter about? Because you got a choice to make. Will bitterness inform your life? Will it determine the quality of your life? You know, will, will you allow your bitterness to keep hurting you? Hurting the people around you? Or will you make a decision to kill the roots of bitterness? See, by allowing your faith to influence that emotion and so that your faith can set you free, today's the day you can deal with it. Today's the day you can kill those roots of bitterness. Today's the day you can ask God, maybe got to beg God to say, give me the power to let it go. Today's the day you forgive. And what I want to do right now is just 
we're going to bow in prayer. And, you know, if that's where you're at, I'd just encourage you. You don't, you don't have to repeat after me. But to just at the end of it say, that's what I want, God. I mean, maybe that's the best you got today. Is I, I understand that. So let, let's bow in prayer. You know, God, I want healing. Lord, I, I want that bitterness. It's poisoning me. And I want to change. I want to change, Lord. You know, in the name of Jesus, I, I want you to kill those bitter roots. I want you to help me to just forgive, Lord. Not because they deserve it, but because you say so. I want to be obedient, Lord. God, I want to be set free. So, Lord, I'm going to be obedient and I'm going to forgive to the best of my ability. God, I'm going to start moving the right direction because I'm tired of living this way. God, I know there are people here today that um, they just need to be set free. For some, this is, this is a huge issue. Others, it's something small, but God help us to just kill those roots, Lord. Tired of being poisoned, tired of being hurt. Just want to be set free. God, I pray your Holy Spirit would just minister Touch hearts and minds and lives. God, I pray today's the day they're able to forgive and let it go. God, we give you the glory in the midst of chaos and problems. We pray that all we say and do be pleasing to you. It's in Christ's holy name we pray. Amen. God's people said, Let, let's stand, let's worship together. Uh, you need prayer this morning, come down, let somebody pray with you. Uh, you know, you may have something going on in your life, you need, need prayer. You can come down, tell them as little or as much as you want, and uh, just say, hey, pray for me. So let, let's worship God.